So today we are doing a chapter which describes the marriage of Krishna with his first wife, Rukmini. Okay, he had 16,108 wives. So we are going to discuss the first wife now and what happened and how did it happen. So in the last chapter what we had done was a story of Mutkunda, how he has been sleeping for so many years in a cave. And when he is woken up from his slumber, he is kicked and he is woken up, he kills that particular person and then he bows down to Krishna and from there on, now the next story starts. So this is Canto 10 part 3 chapter 52 in which it is Rukmini's message to Lord Krishna. So this is a message and the message is about distress. You know, I am sure you know when... uh, you have read a lot of books where they put message in a bottle. Huh? So the bottle floats away in the ocean and somebody finds it in the island, somebody is in marooned and all that. So this is also the same. You know, literally like Rukmini is marooned. She doesn't know what to do and she is sending a message. So we will do that chapter. Rukmini's message to Lord Krishna. <clears throat> Sukhdev Goswami said, My dear king, thus graced by Lord Krishna, Uchkunda circumambulated him and bowed down to him then he then the beloved descendant of Ishwaku exited through the mouth of the cave. So taking on from the last story the story has ended where Karayavana has been killed and Nuchkunda has you know he has prayed to Lord Krishna and now he has opened his eyes after a long time after more than a hundred thousand years maybe more than that because between the two yugas <coughs> a lot many years have gone by after he has opened his eyes he's seen that he has come to a point where <coughs> it is the new yuga and the dawn of a Kali yuga krishna's birth was the beginning of Kali yuga beginning just just the like we say you know, just the rays of the first sun might have the sun must have just come in a little bit and when Krishna's death, 125 years later, that would be the actual, the, the sun would be up of that yuga. And so we say the beginning of the yuga starts after the sun has risen during that particular period in time, 125 years after Krishna, you know, after Krishna has died. So, <clears throat> the Kali Yuga is all about destruction, is all about falling down, it's all about you know, the wrongs in the world. And it's the rise of Kali, the rise of the demonic powers and the rise of the one who kills the demonic powers. It's an avatar of Krishna itself, which is called Krishna Kali. This extends for 4 lakh, that is 400,000, okay? That is 4 lakh and 32,000 years. 4, 3, 2, 0, 0, 0 years. So imagine 125 years only of that is gone. So you can't even say that a big period of time has gone. It's a small period in time. So we still have another 4 lakh and couple of more years to go by. Okay. So we are still in the how many years? 2000? And uh, maybe another 4 to 6,000 years before. So total 8,000 years must have gone. 7 to 8,000 years must have gone of that 
still we have a long way to go 4 lakh and 25000 years still <laughs> so of torture <laughs> isn't it so so he has gone out of the cave seeing that the size of the human beings animals trees and plants are severely reduced and thus realizing that the age of kali was at hand which kunda left them for the north now i was just explaining to you he has woken up into the kali yuga imagine somebody sleeping you know i'm sure sure you know when you are a kid you have learned the story of rip van winkle how many of you have read the story of rip van winkle some of you might have <laughs> rip van winkle goes to sleep and when he wakes up the whole world has changed around him and those who have done this another book with me you know which is called tripura rahasyam the yogi wakes up after 10000 years and later on when the king goes inside that mountain and comes out of the mountain another few yugas have gone by <laughs> so the whole world has changed so this is how it is so when he wakes up it's a new yuga so in that yuga the size of all human beings trees animals and plants have been reduced the size has been reduced and their age also so you can imagine during the first two yugas two or three yugas what would be the size of the human beings so doesn't that tell you that when people talk about giants they must have been giants and today when they are doing excavations they are finding human humanoids or i don't know human beings or beings which are longer in length our normal height today would be around 5 5 or 5 6 average worldwide you know maybe in america it would be 6 and maybe in the africa and various other countries it would be less than 5 so averaging it out at 5.5 5.6 that would be the average height of a human being including the women also you cannot exclude them it's a man and the women human so if you actually look at it the this particular people from this yugas were more than 8 and 10 feet tall or still taller than that the birds were huge doesn't that tell you that the ancestors of all the birds today you know you have the pterodactyls and all those i, I don't know those who have done that uh, you know books or those who have seen jurassic park will definitely tell remember the birds which are huge ha huh? and the gnats i don't know ha huh? Okay, ten thousand BC, huh? Yes, Ringo Starr and Barbara Bach, <laughs> Atul Khanna, Zag Zag. It is a beautiful film. I don't know how many of you have actually seen it. You see, the bug is so big. <laughs> actually, it's a fly. It sits on the nose of a person. The fly is so big, and he goes and smashes it, and the whole face becomes green in color. Yuck! <laughs> so at that point in time, the animals were huge. the birds were huge the trees were very very tall now imagine if you have a giraffe whose whose height itself is going to be 200 feet they can't have a, a you know 20 feet high tree you know i don't know how they will have to bend they'll have to go like this and bend downwards <laughs> so it would have been a funny sight at that point in time so think about it so during that time there were tall trees and then the age of kali was at hand the soba king beyond material association and free of doubt was convinced of the value of austerity 
absorbing his mind in Lord Krishna, he came to Gandhamadana mountains. There he arrived at Badrika Ashram, the abode of Lord Narayan, Nar Narayan, where remaining tolerant to all dualities, he peacefully worshipped the Supreme Lord Hari by performing severe austerities. Now Gandhamadana mountain are the Himalayas. So, this particular person, Muchkunda, he comes to this particular mountain and there he meets these Munis. The great sages live in the mountains today. Even today they are there by the way. Uh, those who actually want to see them uh, will be able to see them. Uh, once upon a time, uh, in the last couple of years back, you know, maybe 10 years back, uh, Dipti Ben had gone to Kailasha. And when she had gone to Kailasha, normally it is a, it's a, it's a rule that you cannot leave the group and go. There is always the Chinese guides and there are people who go with guns over there. So that day she feigned F-E-I-G-N-E-D okay, that she is not feeling well and that she wants to stay behind. And when everybody had gone out, she sneaked out of her room and she went round the mountain. Actually she might not have gone round the mountain but she must have done a certain amount of stretch. And she was able to meet a lot of these people who are actually like, you know, inside the mountain and you don't even know that they stay there. They are one with the mountain. One with the mountain means it's like a camouflage. They are actually one with the mountain and she was able to meet a lot of them. And she had a very beautiful round over there and then she came back. And even if you ask her today, she will say the same thing. This is what happened. Now, these kind of yogis stay in these mountains even today. They are there, very much there. And those who are the very sincere seekers are able to see them. It sounds like a hocus pocus, you know, Harry Potter film. No, but it is not Harry Potter, it's really there. <laughs> so he meets these yogis near Badrikashram and he stays over there peacefully. The Lord returned to Mathura, which was still surrounded by Yavanas. And then he destroyed the army, army of barbarians and began taking the valuables to Dwarka. Do you remember? There are so many Ashkavanis of army surrounding this place, isn't it? Mathura, do you remember this? We were doing a chapter where he is surrounded by all these people and he tells his brother, you handle the show, meanwhile we will create this new world called Dwarka. And he instructs his great architect to create this Dwarka on one side. And on the other side, he the, the story is continuing where he is running away from, <laughs> from the king and he goes towards the mountain and inside the mountain he this particular being is there. So I hope we, the story is linked up. So he comes back and he is fighting the barbarians. O king, seeing the fierce wave of army, as the wealth was being carried by oxen and men under Lord Krishna's direction, Jarasandha appeared at the head of 23 armies, that is the 23 Ashkavanis. O king, seeing the fierce waves of the army's, enemy's army, the two Madhavas, imitating human behavior, ran swiftly away. So, Again he is trying the same thing, <laughs> abandoning the abundant riches. Fearless but feigning fear, they went many yojanas to their lotus-like feet. 
Then he saw them fleeing. Powerful Jarasandha laughed loudly and then pursued them with charioteers and foot soldiers. He could not understand the exalted position of the two lords. Just imagine, you have the lord of this world and there is a human being and he is coming with one sword or something behind them and that the lord of the world is running away. <laughs> How does it sound to you? Doesn't it sound very stupid and silly? But exactly that is what was happening. So Sri Krishna and Balram are running away and they have dropped all the things that are there in their hand you know all the gold jewelry and all that and they are running away in the battlefield and behind them is this mighty guy remember this is still the third yuga isn't it I told you so this is this mighty guy Jarasandha he is running after them apparently exhausted after fleeing a long distance the two lords climbed a high mountain named Pravarsana upon which Lord Indra showers incessant rain so there is a particular mountain and there is a tree on which these two young guys go and climb up that is Balram and Sri Krishna they both go and climb this mountain although he knew they were hiding in the mountains Jarasandha could find no trace of them just now only I was telling you you cannot find trace of these yogis also because they are completely one with the mountain therefore O king he placed firewood on all sides of mountain and set the mountain ablaze so one more trick the two of them suddenly jumped from the burning mountain which was 11 yojanas high and fell to the ground unseen by their opponents or his followers poking these two most exalted yadus returned to the city of Dwarka which had the ocean as a protective moat Jarasandha moreover mistakenly thought that Balram and Keshava had burnt to death in the fire Thus he withdrew his vast army, military force and returned to the Magadha kingdom. As ordered by Lord Brahma, Raivata, the opulent ruler of Anartha, gave Lord Balram his daughter Raivati in marriage. This has already been discussed. So, in the past there was one particular story where the marriage of Sri Krishna, now all different different marriages in different different orders are going to come. So, don't bother about how the order is because it is you know it's told in ba- uh, what in the past so something is happening there so we are going to learn about it so now more stories O hero among the Kurus the supreme lord himself Govinda married Bhishmaka's daughter Vedarbi we have done this story also who was a direct expansion of the goddess of fortune the lord did this by his desire and in the per- process he beat down Salva and the others who took Shishupala's sides. Indeed, as everyone watched, Sri Krishna took Rukmini just as Garuda boldly stole nectar from the demigods. Now this is a fast forward. So he is telling, okay, you remember this queen was married to so and Krishna, then this one, then this one, then that one. So now comes to Rukmini's time, where Rukmini also was you know, kidnapped and then married. So naturally, Parikshit, you know, he is getting a little bit upset. He says, this is, this is, this is going too fast. Don't tell me in this kind of a form. Can you just come down to this point where Rukmini, you know, she is going to get married. What exactly happened? I mean, why did he have to marry so many women? And why is he marrying out of his age, you know? You imagine, he is marrying all 16, 17, 18 year old girls and all that, okay? So, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit difficult for a person to understand. Why is it so? So, he says, wait, 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 wait. King Parikshit said, the Supreme Lord married Rukmini the beautiful faced daughter of Bhishmaka 
in the rakshasa style or so i have heard yes 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 i have also heard this story but uh, you know can you please explain my lord i wish to hear how the immeasurably powerful lord krishna took away his bride while defeating such kings of magadha and salva so he says can you please tell me about all these things what experienced listeners of brahmana could ever grow satiated by listening to the pious charming and ever fresh topics of lord krishna which cleanses away the world's contamination you know in our life also what we have done as a kid as a kid we must have been sitting in front of our grandfathers or grandmothers and you know our mothers or whoever or dai ma as they say in hindi films ha huh? correct so and ask them to say the same story 10000 times you know so same story can you please tell me that story again and it please tell me the story again and that person never gets bored telling and every day is the same story and the person then goes to sleep right so please don't go to sleep while i am telling the story <laughs> so in this case what is happening king parikshit is again asking can you please recount the story for me once again though i have heard it many times you know but still i want to hear interesting story so shri badrayani said there was a king named bhishma the powerful ruler of vidarbha he had five sons and one daughter of lovely countenance rukmi was the first born son followed by rukmarta rukmabhav rukmakesha rukmamali the sister was called rukmini okay so now you know where the word mini comes from the small one chota chinna papa <laughs> like that okay hearing of the beauty prowess transcendental character and opulence of mukunda from the visitors to the palace who sang his praises rukmini decided that he she he would be the perfect husband for her now this is a very peculiar story like i mean it's like a every every other story in our life also isn't it you hear of somebody and then you start dreaming about that person you know like uh, a guy will say oh i want to have a girl who is like this and like that and he is going to put that picture in front of his eyes hmm or you might have heard of a very beautiful person from another place and you say oh i would like to meet that person likewise the girls will think you know they may read me they, most of the people most of the girls in olden time they would have re- read silhouette romance i don't know how many okay there are two three only but there is a silhouette romance there is a mills and boons and all those kinds of books are there and they have read all these books okay and in their world it, there is always this guy who has a very big yacht he is a very rich man he is very handsome and he is very tall dark handsome tdh is the word which comes from these books by the way tdh and there are all those handsome guys out there he has a plane he has got an island of his own and he sweeps the girls from his feet you know like that and he kisses very nicely romance okay all that is the romance so imagine that kind of a romance even during the ancient times all these girls were also having and the boys were also having so here was rukmini she had heard from people there is this great guy called krishna oh he is handsome he is like this he is like that ha huh? and they want a little bit of that twist in the person isn't it 
you should have that character <coughs> a macho huh? so he should be like that and then on top of it he should be something different as well so here rukmini has heard about this person called krishna and she is very much interested in having this kind of a husband so hearing of his beauty prowess beauty he was very handsome prowess he had a lot of kalas transcendental character his character was absolutely perfect and opulence a mukunda from visitors to the palace who sang his praises rukmini decided that he would be the perfect husband for her so she has started making dreams brad pitts you know like that or some of the handsome guys i don't know any other person george clooney's to tom cruise those kind of handsome guy okay lot of money lot of this lot of that lord krishna knew that rukmini possessed intelligence auspicious body markings beauty proper behavior and all other good qualities concluding that she would be an ideal wife for him he made up his mind to marry marry her because rukmi envied the lord o king he forbade his family members to give his sister to krishna although they wanted to instead rukmi decided to give rukmini to shishupal so like typical romantic novel where there is always a twist in the story so the brother says the elder brother says nahi main apni behan aise aadmi ko nahi dunga think about the dialogue you know salim javed would have written this kind of dialogues ha huh? and then what happens he tells shishupal you come over okay and i will get my sister married to you twist in the story so dark eyed weatherby was aware of the plan weatherby is because she is from the kingdom of vidarbha vidarbha is in central india nagpur and all is coming in that place central india indore nagpur all these places come under vidarbha so there was a king of vidarbha so she was from that particular kingdom she was aware of his plan and he deeply upset her analyzing the situation she quickly sent out a trustworthy brahmana to krishna so she sends an emissary upon reaching dwarka the brahmana was brought inside the gatekeeper and saw the primeval personality of godhead sitting on a golden throne by then sri krishna had already been crowned as a king remember this and where is he he is not in mathura he is not in mathura he is in dwarka dwarka is many years later isn't it seeing the brahmana sri krishna lord of the brahmanas came down from his throne and seated him then the lord worshiped him just as he himself is worshiped by the demigods after the brahmana had eaten and rested sri krishna the goal of saintly devotees came forward and while massaging the brahmana's feet with his own hands he patiently questioned him as follows and this is a proper way of treating a guest in the house how do you treat a guest who comes to your house you have to treat him with respect now i am sure you don't want to wash his feet with water and you know treat him like that but at least you will tell him you know kindly have a seat i will make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and so on and so forth that's a way today we are supposed to be very very cordial with our guests and ask them about hal chal kaise hai and all those kind of things as the brahman after the brahmana had eaten and rested sri krishna the goal of saintly devotees came forward and while massaging the brahmana's feet with his own hands he patiently questioned him as follows 
the Supreme Lord said, O best of exalted Brahmanas, are your religious practices sanctioned by senior authorities proceeding with great difficulty? Is your mind always fully satisfied? He is asking the general questions you would ask a person who is an exalted person. When the Brahmana is satisfied with whatever comes his way and does not fall away from the religious duties, those very religious principles becomes his desire cow fulfilling all his wishes. In our material world we run after wishes, isn't it? I want this and I want that. Our desires are always driving us from here to there. Okay. So at that point in time what happens? No, no, no. That uh, Somebody from the previous yuga comes at this point in time to make the noise. (laughs) So we have to close the windows. So that noise doesn't come inside. (laughs) So, So then what happens? In the case of the exalted personalities or the people, those who have reached the state of emancipation or the state of you know, self-realization, they don't hanker for anything. They don't hanker for, I want a car, I want this, I want that. They are not hankering for anything. But what happens to them is, the universe creates these objects and gives them to these people. So, the Lord is telling you over here, when a Brahmana is satisfied with whatever comes his way, when a person understands that the first thing that you need to do is give up this kind of desires. On the spiritual path, the first step is to give up desires. Okay? When you give up desires, your mind goes away. When your mind goes away, you reach a state of laya or the state of emancipation or the state where you reached a destination where you don't want anything then what happens so and does not fall away from religious duty these very religious principles becomes his desire cow what is that kamadenu so even if there is no desire whatever is the basic need of the person that will be met by the divine automatically they don't have to hanker for it so I hope you understand what it means. An unsatisfied Brahmana wanders restlessly from one planet to another even if he becomes the king of heaven. But a satisfied Brahmana though he may possess nothing rests peacefully all his limbs free of distress. Now what happens to the person who is never satisfied with what they get? I want, I want, I want, I want and I want. Imagine He's like a material worldly person. He's always full of desires. So this person will keep on wandering from one place to another, to another, to another, to another, always full of desires. Even if he gets the king to become the king of the heaven, still his desires are not going to go away. So, then he will always be full of distress. I repeatedly bow my head in respect to those brahmanas who are satisfied with their lot saintly, prideless and peaceful, they are the best well-wishers of all living beings. So Krishna bows down to those who do not have any desires of any kind. He bows down to the saintly people. He always touches the feet of those who do not care for any material wants or needs. Because they are the emancipated. They are basically have become liberated in this world. Oh Brahmana, in your king's attending to your welfare, is your king attending to your welfare? Indeed, 
the king of this whose country the citizens are happy and protected is very dear to me whence have you come crossing the impassable sea and for what purpose explain all this to us if it is not a secret and tell us what we may do for you thus questioned by the supreme personality of godhead who incarnates to perform his pastimes the brahmana told him everything so the brahmana is now krishna asks him the questions and the brahmana is going to tell him sri rukmini said now what does he do he has a letter with him remember so he hands over the letter to sri krishna and then what happens in the letter it is written sri rukmini said in her letter as read by the brahmana o beauty of this worlds having heard of your qualities which enter the ears of those who hear and remove their bodily distress and having also heard of your beauty which fulfills all the visual desires of those who see i have fixed my shameless mind upon you o krishna so this though she is a very young girl and she is expressing her love for the lord we were living in a yuga where if the girl used to write a letter everybody used to deride her including her father mother brother everybody now imagine during that age you know she is writing a letter rukmini is writing a letter ha uh, she is trying to woo krishna not the other way around krishna is not trying to woo her <laughs> it's the other way around ladki bhag rahi hai ladke ke piche ha dekho kya zamana tha <laughs> want you say that so so she is saying oh mukunda you are equal only to yourself in lineage is krishna comparable to anybody no he is comparable only to himself isn't it character beauty knowledge youthfulness wealth and influence oh lion among men you delight the man you li- you delight the minds of all mankind what aristocratic sober minded and marriageable girl of a good family would not choose you as her husband when the proper time has come so she is herself asking the question only some idiot will not choose you all girls who are of a marriageable age definitely will want krishna as a husband right therefore my dear lord i have chosen you as my husband and i surrender myself to you please come swiftly o almighty one and make me your wife my dear lotus eyed lord let shishupal never touch the hero's portion like a jackal stick stealing the property of a lion so i am here confined in this place and that shishupal idiot is come over here you know i don't want him to see me also i don't want to you will come in this company can you just come and kidnap me and take me away from here if i have sufficiently worshiped the supreme personality of godhead by pious works sacrifices charities rituals and vows and also worshiping the demigods brahmanas gurus and then many gadagraja come and take my hand and not damaghosha's son or anyone else so she is pleading to krishna she is saying please i have prayed to all the gods i have done all kinds of austerities i have worshiped the supreme divine consciousness i have done pious work i have done sacrifices i have done charities rituals worships given away cows and so many things i have done and i have always prayed for you if i have prayed for you as my husband 
I want you as my husband. So please come and take me away. And I don't want these Lallu Panjus like you know Shishupals of this world to come and meet me. Okay, this is not a good thing. I don't like these guys. Okay. Think about it. You know, you are asking for the moon. You are not asking for some Aira Gaira Nattu Gaira, right? <laughs> oh, unconquerable one. Tomorrow when my marriage ceremony is about to begin, you should arrive unseen in Vidarbha and surround yourself with the leaders of your army. Then crush the forces of Chaitya and Maganendra and marry me in the Rakshasa style, winning me with your valor. What is the Rakshasa style? I mean, uh, what is the normal human style? The human, the way of the human, uh, you know, that is men of this world, what they used to do was, you know, in uh, marriages in India, first, first the Patrika goes. The Panditji goes with the Patrika. I know, today, in today's time, it may not be Patrika, it may be dot coms which first go and like dislike something like that will happen but in ancient times or rather even till even today also it's the same thing first the patrika goes and then the family says oh we will meet somewhere and then the families meet after that they decide huh? and then the girl and the boy meets and then they have a, a ceremony whatever it might be so it's a very typical example. The Rakshasi style is a person is the type where those who have read the story of Prithviraj Chavan, I'm sure. Here also it's the same thing. There is a swayamvar. You have to prove your prowess in some art. There will be some contests, and then you have to win the girl over, or you kidnap her. If you have the guts to kidnap in front of all these thousands of other crooks who are going to who are wooing for the same girl, by the way, they are trying to get the same girl. Can do you have the guts to take this girl away? That is a rakshasi style. Okay. Sabke samne se chhu, right? So like that. So she says, I want you to marry me in the rakshasa style. Since I will be staying within the inner chamber of the palace, you may wonder, how can I carry you away without killing some of your relatives? But I shall tell you a way. On the day before the marriage, there is a grand procession to honor the royal family's deity. And in this procession, the new bride goes outside the city to visit Goddess Girija. So she is giving him the hints, the time and the place where you can do all your Activity, Kalakandi. Huh? <laughs> she is directing the entire thing properly. Dekho, aisa kar sakte Oh, lotus eyed one. Great souls like Lord Shiva hanker to bathe in the dust of your lotus feet and thereby destroy their ignorance. If I cannot obtain your mercy, I shall simply give up my vital forces, which will have become weak from the severe penances I will perform. Then and after hundreds of lifetime of endeavor, I may obtain your mercy. It's like a direct threat also, no? Dek, agar tu nahi aya to. It's like that, you know? Agar nahi aya to. I will take my life. Huh? After that for hundreds of life. Because I will be born again. I'm taking my life. So I will be 100% born again. Because I will be born again. I will do hundreds of life, my penance, you know? 
finally in some life i am going to get you as my husband isn't that a threat bola tu kidhar jayega ab bhi karna padega dekho aisa koi mila to khalas hai na so the brahmana said this is a confidential message i have brought with me o lord of the yadus please consider what must be done in the circumstances and do it at once so the brahmana has now conveyed the entire story so we will start the next story also how krishna is going to kidnap rukmini his first wife so let us see so chapter 53 krishna kidnaps rukmini sukhdev goswami said thus hearing the confidential message of prince vaidharbi lord yamunandana took the why yamunandana yamuna and nandan nandan is a child yamuna is a river so child of your river he was staying over there no there is a brijwasi so yamunandana took the brahmana's hand and smilingly spoke to him as follows the supreme lord said just as rukmini's mind is fixed on me my mind is fixed on her i can't even sleep at night i know that rukmi out of envy has forbidden our marriage this is like a romeo and juliet story ha ah, ladke ko bhi hai <laughs> so she has dedicated herself exclusively to me and her beauty is flawless i will bring her here after thrashing those worthless kings in battle just as one brings in blazing flame out of firewood when we hear these kind of stories we really wonder is are these mythological stories or are they real i can tell you they are real because there is a replication of the same stories there is a very beautiful princess she rules a kingdom okay there is another king of another place after hearing about her beauty from all the courts men in his place he says i want to marry that girl so he sends her an invitation the girl comes over and when she comes over her beauty is so strong and powerful that she the king's best friend also falls in love with her and finally in that entire thing the king is also killed the person who is killing the king is also killed and this man gets that girl this is a story of cleopatra cleopatra was the queen of egypt caesar was in rome caesar had heard about the beauty of this girl so he calls her over and when she comes over there mark antony who is his best friend also falls in love he is also one of the uh, you know legislators he also falls in love with her and brutus is a best friend of caesar brutus kills caesar and because brutus is such a horrible character he is also killed and then mark antony gets the queen now think about it isn't this similar kind of stories everywhere we hear so you will find that though it seems like a mythological story yet it happens in day to day life as well slight with a slight twist anyway some today is a modern day story and this is an ancient time 
that time there were chariots today we have bmws and cars and all those kind of things so maybe today's today's guy is not going to go on a chariot maybe he'll go on a bike or a bmw or something like or some car or some some fancy maybe tesla hmm. the girl may like tesla who knows so so what happens sukhdeva swami said lord madhusudana also understood the exact lunar time of rukmini's wedding thus he told his driver daruka ready my chariot immediately hmm? daruka bought the lord chariots yoked with the horses named saibya sugriva megapur pushpa and balahaka he then stood before lord krishna with joined palms lord sauri mounted his chariot and had the brahmana do likewise then the lord swift house horses took them from anartha district to vidarbha in a single night king bishmaka the master of kundina having succumbed to the sway of the affection of his son was about to give his daughter to shishupal the king saw to all the required preparations so in the meanwhile in vidarbha the entire place was getting ready for the marriage the king at the main avenues commercial roads and intersections thoroughly cleansed and then sprinkled with water and also at the city decorated with triumphant archways and multicolored banners on poles the men and the women of the city arrayed in spotless raiment and anointed with fragrant sandalwood paste wore precious necklaces flower garlands and jeweled ornaments and their opulent homes were filled with the aroma of a guru o king in accordance with prescribed rituals maharaj bishmaka worshiped the forefathers demigods and brahmanas feeding them all properly then he had the traditional mantras chanted for the well being of the bride today's day again we will think is this how it happens of course it happens this way don't you know that though it cannot you know you may not be such a rich person to decorate the entire city but at least the hall where you are going and you have paid through your nose for all the preparations over there the flower arrangement these that so many things isn't it ha huh? and then what is the first thing that you think of as an as a elderly person in the family say me maybe the the father is giving away the daughter so the, what is the father thinking i wish my father was here to see this isn't it isn't that how we talk about it i wish my forefathers were here to see all this they would have blessed my daughter today this is exactly how we say even today so it's the same situation even then so the bride cleaned her teeth and bathed and after which she put on auspicious wedding necklace then she was dressed in brand new upper and lower garments and adorned with the most excellent jeweled ornaments sorry i missed out one line is it no no so now the girl is also getting ready the best of brahmanas the best of brahmanas chanted mantras of the rig samayani ayurved for the dot bride's protection and the priest learned of the atharva ved of offered oblation to pacify the controlling planets outstanding in the knowledge of regulative principle the king rewarded the brahmanas with gold silver clothing cows and sesame seeds mixed with raw sugar raja dhamagosh lord of chedi had already also engaged brahmanas expert in chanting mantras to perform all rituals necessary to assure his son's prosperity king dhamagosh traveled to kundina accompanied by armies of elephants excluding mada chariots hung with golden chains and numerous cavalry and infantry soldiers now shishupal and his army also 
they have also come because naturally this is like a uh, a swayamvar type of a thing is happening so there are lots of kings and queens and everybody who has come over there for the ceremony and then there are those eligible bachelors and shishupal is the most eligible so shishupal has also come over there bishmaka the lord of vidarbha came out of the city and met king damagosh offered him a token of respect bishmaka then settled damagosh in a residence especially constructed for the occasion shishupal supporters salva jarasandha dantavakra and vidurata all came along with pandraka and thousands of other kings to secure the bride for shishupal the king who envied krishna and balrama came to the following decisions among themselves if krishna comes here with balram and other yadus to steal the bride we shall band together and fight him thus those envious kings went to the wedding with their entire armies and a full accompaniment of military conveyances so imagine all the kings they had come with their henchmen also now today when you think of don carleone huh now he calls all the family members over there of all different families i don't know those who have seen godfather they will remember this so many families tataglia family this family that family so many families are there isn't it all the big bosses are sitting on the round table don or don ke aadmi piche hai unke so just like that you know even today we do the same thing mere aadmi mere piche hai so like that all these dons have come all the kings and they have brought their armies with them all their fighting henchmen and everybody is armed like today they may be having guns and all that but in ancient times they were having their armies with all the weaponry everything nicely polished and kept ready so they have all come ready for a fight only when lord balram heard about these preparations of the inimical kings and how lord krishna had set alone to steal the bride he feared that a fight would ensue immersed in affection for his brother he hurried to kundina with a mighty army consisting of infantry and of soldiers riding on elephants horses and chariots now krishna is that you know don juan how is he going he is going alone aur uske piche uske bhai ko takleef hoti hai oh my god my brother is gone alone and all those guys are there crooked fellows are going to be there so let me also go so balram comes with his army the lovely daughter of bishmaka anxiously awaited the arrival of krishna and when she did not see the brahmana return she thought as follows princess rukmini thought alas my wedding is to take place when the night ends how unlucky i am lotus eyed krishna does not come i did not know why and even the brahmana messenger has not returned so here rukmini is thinking why is this krishna i have sent him a message and still abhi tak aaya nahi tension tension you know the build up of the tension is there no everybody is even in stories are police sab aakhir mein aate lekin hero aakhir tak hmm. so imagine the hero is going to come now perhaps the faultless lord and meanwhile what is the heroine thinking of the faultless lord even while preparing to come here saw something contemptible in me and therefore has not come to take my hand so now she thinks of all the negative things in the world maybe the lord doesn't think of me like a good person you know maybe he thinks i'm some hmm, like that and that is the reason why he must not have come how does the mind play 
You know, just because that one moment you don't see the person or something like that has happened, the mind plays. How does it play? It gives so many stories after stories after stories. And here, Rukmini is also having the stories going on in her mind. I am extremely unfortunate. Now see this. This is Gandhigiri. What? What do you say? Martyr. I am extremely unfortunate for the creator is not favorably disposed towards me. Nor is the great Lord Shiva. Sabse pahile Bhagwan ko gali denega. Or perhaps Shiva's wife Devi, who is known as Gauri, Rudrani, Girija and Sati, has turned against me. You see, even in our own life also, we do the same thing. If some things don't happen to us, you know what? We first curse the gods. You are not with me. What is this? Just open that. So, as she thought in this way, the young maiden whose mind had been stolen by Krishna closed her tear-filled eyes, remembering that there is still time. And then she says, Abhi vakt baki hai thoda sa. <laughs> O king, as the bride, thus awaited the arrival of Govinda. She felt a twitch in her left thigh, arm and eye. That was a sign that something desirable would happen. Now you know where all these superstitions have come from. Meri aankh phadak rahi hai. We say, no? Aankh phadke ka to kuch achcha hota hai. So now see. So when she felt a twitch in her left thigh, arm and eye, at that time something desirable will happen. Right? Just then the purest of the learned brahmanas Following Krishna's order came to see the divine princess Rukmini within the inner chambers of her palace. Noting the Brahmana's joyful face and serene moments, saintly Rukmini, who was expertly who expertly interpreted such symptoms, inquired from him with a pure smile. At that time a smile was what? She sees this Brahmana and the Brahmana is smiling. He's not he's not like, like that. He's smiling. So he says, ah, good message. <laughs> The Brahmana announced to her the arrival of Lord Yadunandana and relayed the Lord's promise to marry her. Prince Vaidarbi was overjoyed to learn of Krishna's arrival. Not finding anything at hand suitable to offer the Brahmana, she simply bowed down to him. Anybody brings good news? You are supposed to give something to him, okay? Next time remember this. Hmm. The king upon hearing that Krishna and Balram had come and were eager to witness the daughter's wedding, went forth with the abundant offering to greet them as music sounded. Presenting them with Madhuparka, new clothing and other desirable, worship, desirable gifts, they worshipped them according to standard rituals. Generous king Bhishmaka arranged opulent accommodation for the two lords and also for their army and entourage. In this way he offered them proper hospitality. Now Krishna has also come over there. Balram has also reached over there. Thus it was that Bhishmaka gave all desirable things to the kings who had assembled for this occasion, honouring them as befitting their political power, age, physical prowess and wealth. When the resident of Bidarbapura heard that Lord Krishna had come, they all went to see him. With their cup palms on their eyes, they drank the honey of his lotus face. Now Krishna is like a well-known personality, so he is gone. Now just imagine the Pope is going to different countries in this world. You know how many people will go out to see him? Yes, and some of them would want to shake hands with him, maybe touch his garment, something like that. They all want to do something like that. 
Imagine Krishna is coming. What would happen? The whole city is abuzz. Everybody wants to see him. So something like that. The city of the people of the city said, Rukmini and no one else deserves to become his wife. And he also possessing such flawless beauty is the only suitable husband for King Bashmi. May Achyuta, the creator of the three worlds, be satisfied with whatever pious work we may have done and show his mercy by taking the hand of Vaidarvi. Bound by the swelling love, the city's residents spoke in this way. Then the bride, protected by guards, left the inner palace to visit the temple of Ambika. Now what happens? Now the girl is going to visit the temple of Ambika. Rukmini silently went out on foot to see the lotus feet of the deity Bhavani. Bhavani, Ambika, all these are the names of Shivji's wife, by the way. Okay? According, accompanied by her mother and girlfriends and protected by the king's valiant soldiers who held their upraised weapon by at the ready, she simply absorbed her mind in the lotus feet of Krishna. And all the while, Mridangis, conch shells, panavas, horns and other instruments resounded. Behind the bride followed hundreds thousands of prominent courtesans bearing various offerings and presents along with well-adorned brahmana's wives singing and reciting prayers and bearing gifts of garlands, scent, clothing and jewellery. There were also professional singers, musicians, bards, chroniclers and heralders. Upon hearing the goddess's temple, upon reaching the goddess's temple, Rukmini first washed her lotus feet and hands and then sipped water for purification. The sanctified and peaceful, she came into the presence of Mother Ambika. The older wives of Brahmanas, expert in the knowledge of rituals, led young Rukmini in offering respect to Bhavani, who appeared with her consort Lord Bhava. Prince Rukmini prayed, O Mother Ambika, wife of Lord Shiva, I repeatedly offer my obeisance unto you. Together with your children, may Lord Krishna become my husband. Please grant me this. So remember, this is the prayer that she is doing to Amba Bhavani or Lordess Parvati, Shiva's wife. So she says, I want to marry Krishna. Rukmini worshipped the goddess with water, scents, whole grains, incense, clothing, garlands, necklaces, jewellery and other prescribed offerings and gifts and also with the array of lamps. The married Brahmana women also perform various worships simultaneously with the same item, also offering savouries and cakes, betel leaf, Bitter nut, sacred threads, fruits, sugarcane juice. The princess then gave up her vow of silence and left the Ambika temple, holding on to the maidservants of her hand, which were adorned with the jewelled ring. So now the princess has gone out of that place. Now what happens? Rukmini appeared as chanting, enchanting as the Lord's illusory potency, who enchants even the sober and the grey. Thus the king gazed upon her virgin beauty, her shapely waist and a flowery and a lovely face adorned with earrings. Her hips were graced with jewel-studded belts. Her breast was just budding and her eyes seemed apprehensive of the encroaching lock of hair. She smiled sweetly, her jasmine bud teeth reflecting the glow of the bimba red lips. As she walked in the motions of the royal swan, the effulgence of her tinkling ankle bells beautified her feet. Seeing her, the assembled heroes were totally bewildered. Lust tore their hearts. Indeed, when the king saw her broad smile and shy glances, they became stupefied, dropped their weapons and fell unconscious to the ground for the elephants, chariots and horses. On the pretext of their processions, Rukmini displayed her beauty for Krishna alone. Slowly she advanced, the two moving lotus holes of her feet, awaiting the arrival of the Supreme Lord. 
With the fingernails on the left hand, she pushed some strands of hair away from her face and shyly looked from the corners of her eyes. As the king standed before her, at that moment she saw Krishna. Then, while his enemies looked on, the Lord seized the princess who was eager, eager to mount his chariot. Lifting the princess onto his chariot, whose flag bore the emblem of Garuda, Lord Madhva drove back the circle of kings. With Balram in the lead, he slowly exited like a lion, removing his prey from the midst of jackals. The kings, inimical of the Lord, headed by Jarasandha, could not tolerate this humiliating defeat. They exclaimed, O oh, damn us! Though we are mighty archers, mere cowherds have stolen our honour, just as puny animals might steal the honour of the lions. So, Krishna, when he sees this beautiful maiden over there, he takes his chariot, goes, lifts her from there and takes her away. Meanwhile, all the kings are standing over there with their finery and looking at the girl who is walking from the temple. But they are not aware that she is getting kidnapped at that moment in time by Sri Krishna. And this is how the whole story has ended over here. So we have finished chapter 57. Krishna kidnaps Rukmini. And the next chapter will be the marriage of Krishna and Rukmini. Alright? What is that? 53. Oh, 54 chapter it is. 53 we finished just now. So 54th chapter it will be. The marriage of Krishna and Rukmini. So we have ended over here. So tomorrow I will meet you at that point in time we will get Krishna married off. Okay? Okay, na? <laughs> Alright, so take care. Have a very good day or a good evening. Chalo, bye.